Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a special edition of the podcast, produced on behalf of Swim England. The swimming family, like the rest of the country, has been hugely impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. Coming up, we'll hear some of the steps Swim England has taken, and continues to take, support clubs, members, staff, pools, and the wider swimming sector during this challenging time. Hello, I'm Jane Nickerson. Chief Executive Officer of Swim England. The overall message to all our members and to all our partners and everyone we work with is stay home, stay safe. Let's get through this as quickly as we can. Let the key workers do their job and then we'll be back in the pool and doing all the things we love sooner rather than later. How has the sport of swimming been affected then by the current situation? It's really difficult for swimming. We're completely reliant on facilities and places to go and swim, and they're all closed. We have also been asked whether it's safe to go open water swimming, and we've worked with Public Health England on this, and they've expressed that they would rather we say to people no, the main reason being that they don't want people getting in their cars, driving off to places, and you know, in touch with an awful lot of other people as well, just to go swimming. So the message is, at the moment is, please stay home and please stay dry as far as our sport is concerned. But the work hasn't stopped at Swimming England, that would be fair to say? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, the early part of this, we spent a lot of time, I suppose, crisis managing, sending out guidance, messages, trying to get people to understand why we had to cancel events and why we're looking into the future at the moment to cancel events up until the end of August. Once we'd gone through that, our job now is to maintain a relationship with all our partners and especially with our members and keep that sense of community going. It's really important. They're clubs. They thrive on social interaction. They thrive on being together. And we need them to do that now in a virtual sense and also to keep fit and practice some land work and other activities that can just keep them nice and fit, ready to get back into the water. And there's plenty of resources available for people who want to do that right now. There's masses. We've also issued our own and we're issuing more as we go through this to try and keep them fresh and up to date. 
We're also working very hard with our teachers and coaches to try and keep them actively engaged with their members at this moment in time and to also keep people who want to be swimming teachers involved. And while they can't do face-to-face courses, we're now giving them blended learning opportunities so they can at least do the first part of the theory with us, ready to do the pool work when the pools are open. I'm George Wood. I'm Sport Development Director for Swim England. Our mission is to make sure that our sport's ready to go when coronavirus restrictions are lifted. And that means four key things. Um, Firstly, clubs and a club structure that are able to restart and and sustain in a different environment. Um, A workforce, both our paid workforce and our voluntary workforce, that are in place and ready to deliver again, because obviously they're crucial to all of our sports. Um, We need to have engaged participants who want to come back to the sport and an event structure that they can come back into and take part in. So those are our four key areas of work, clubs, workforce, participants and events. Within each of those areas, with clubs, clearly one of the key things is to find a way that we can help clubs to to survive and sustain financially, um, signposting towards relevant uh, funding, relevant opportunities, relevant emergency funds, um, support them in the development of their governance um, for the future, Um, and help with club business planning for the resumption of their activities. We're looking at how we can continue delivery of education and training during downtime. So, for example, uh, safeguarding training can be done online, so that's something that we can can still push forward. Um, Give advice to our workforce in terms of health and well-being, in particular mental well-being, because that's going to be really important in this really uncertain period and provide signposting, as I've said, to to different useful sources of information where we might not be the experts, but we can signpost to to places that are to help the workforce through this period. In terms of our participants, we're really keen that we need to to keep the pot boiling. Um, We know clearly our sport involves getting in the water and at the moment pools are closed and you can't get in the water and that is obviously a massive difference but we are creating some great com- content for athletes and our coaches to keep them activated and, 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 and motivated. We've created guidance for club uh, coaches. Um, so we're really trying to find a way around the fact there's no water available at the moment and make sure that we can keep people engaged, keep them active, keep them fit, keep them mentally healthy. Um, and we really appreciate all the coaches who've already got involved in that, all our practitioners who got involved in that, and people like Mark Foster and Adam Peaty, who've lent their weight to it, um, giving messages of support to, to our participants. And the events one's a really interesting case in point, where we have our task force who are going to be looking at how we effectively plan for return to competition when, when restrictions are lifted. Um, we need to make sure that there's a structured return for competition for our athletes and, and our uh, deliverers, um, our officials, our volunteers. We need to make sure that we take into account that athletes won't have been able to train in the water. We need to take into account that there's likely to be a congestion of different um, competitions taking place um, if everyone just goes for it uh, sort of free form. And we need to try and put some guidance and, and an effective calendar in place so that we can have a structured return back into our sport um, and make it something that's really beneficial for, for everyone involved. It's about making sure, again, that sense of community and that there is a plan that we can keep this going for the long term. 
we didn't want to flood everything in the first few weeks and then find that we'd run out of motivation and momentum and others had too. So we have a plan to keep this going for the long term if we have to. How important is it to to have a strategy in a in a situation like this, which is, you know, totally unprecedented? It's absolutely essential. Um, I think one of my favourite quotes was somebody on my Twitter account who got accused of, are you making this up as you go along? To which he said, well, yeah, I've never been in this position before. And I think it's true that all the best business continuity plans and strategies in the world didn't prepare us for this. But we've acted very quickly. We've turned our strategy round. We've worked out what we can do while we're dry rather than in the water and how we can keep all our disciplines together. And they all have their own differences and their different challenges. And it must be important for you to get the message across that your staff are still working, they're still available, they're still contactable at the moment? Absolutely, and they are. There will come a time when we furlough some of our staff because it will be important to make sure that we maximise our resources to get us through as long a period as possible. But we'll swap over. Three weeks to three months is a great furlough period and we can swap this over and make it work for all of us and all our teams. And there'll be swimming coaches listening to this that are probably self-employed at the moment. They'll be worried about the implications on their career, their financial implications. Are you speaking lobbying government? Are you offering support to those people? Yes, it's coaches and swimming teachers, many of whom are self-employed. And like a lot of other sports and other organisations, I was involved with lobbying government through various channels to get support for them. There is support in place now, which we believe will help. It's not ideal, but this isn't an ideal world for everybody. So I think the offer on the table is very fair for them. The one thing that's not clear at the moment is household traders will benefit. And that's a piece of work we're still looking at to see the effects on sole traders and what support will be made available to them. That's Jane Nickerson, the Chief Executive Officer of Swim England. You're listening to a special edition of the podcast about how Swim England is supporting athletes across all their disciplines during the current coronavirus situation. My name's Grant Robbins. I'm Head of Talent at Swim England. What we're trying to do at Swim England uh, the best we can at this moment in time is just try and stay connected with our our main stakeholders and our main stakeholders, particularly in talent, are our swimmers, of course, and our coaches. Um, and connected to that, of course, is um, our parents. So between that triangle of swimmers, coaches and parents and ourselves... We would like people to try and stay healthy, healthy uh, try and stay well, but also try and stay connected to the sport. So practically, how are you supporting people right now? On social media, on our internet, on our website, and some it's sort of face-to-face Zoom calls with, with um, coaches and stakeholders, as I said earlier, you know, some committee members for all our clubs. We're trying to just collate some content that people will find useful to keep them fit and healthy. Some of those conversations we have with coaches and we record uh, what some of our esteemed high-level coaches are doing in their home programmes to stay engaged with their athletes in their clubs. And we'll record those and publish those either on Twitter or on, on, our, on our website, as I say. So, um, But we're trying to stick together and support one another and, as I say, be credible when we, when we get out of this. And is this aimed at participants at all levels? I think so, yeah. I think, um, uh, you know, we've got a fairly large pathway and, uh, you know, it starts at 11 years old um, and it goes all the way through to sort of 22, 23 years old. So there is, you know, it is performance, but it's participation based as well. You know, staying healthy for me and you is probably similar nature to some of our 
and perhaps not elite athletes, but some of our athletes as well. It's it's being active, it's being engaged, it's taking responsibility as a bit of ownership. So there's all those sort of skills and natural attributes that that athletes have. We're just obviously in a bit of a confined situation at the moment, so we're just trying to make it as as easy as possible. So whether you are a, an elite athlete or whether you're a participant, um, we think there should be something for everybody in terms of our content. And what can you be doing at home then? We have a framework in swimming uh, that was developed by the Home Nations and British Swimming. It's called the Optimal Athlete Development Framework. Um, so there are lots of things on that framework that would suggest um, how to become a great athlete. Um, some of those is, is as simple as becoming a student of the sport. And student of the sport we classify as somebody that knows about what things make you swim faster. So, so even simple things like watching videos of, of, of great races at previous Olympics or world championships or national championships, staying mobile, you know, doing some flexibility, doing some uh, mobility. Uh, it can become stronger if you've got the facilities and you've got the know-how and you've watching uh, people that are credible and qualified. It can be um, increasing your strength increasing your endurance it again it's 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 different things for different days we wouldn't suggest that you just um you just stay mobile for for four or five days uh, in in consecutive um, days you know change it around uh, stay engaged um and obviously a lot of our stakeholders are, are school-based as well so you know trying to com- trying to combine some home study with some uh, downtime with some athletic uh, maintenance, I would say, as opposed to improvement at this moment. It's probably just maintenance because of the restrictions. And for well-being as well, I imagine at the moment you've got resources available for that and that is equally important right now. We have uh, two psychologists that work at the Pathway team at Swim England and both of those are engaged at this moment in time in terms of doing something on a weekly basis to try and uh, allow swimmers uh, and stakeholders to stay engaged and stay in tune with their mental health and physical health. So there are only, um, you know, there are presentations of three or four minutes long that we put out once a week, and there's just some snippets there about how to stay engaged, to keep active and so on. The other thing that we've been doing as well is our nutritionist um, has been giving out nutrition advice to, uh, to people to, obviously there's a, a huge deficit in terms of calorie burn that uh, is now not happening because of uh, a lack of uh, physical activity or less physical activity. So we're trying to advise people in terms of nutrition as well as uh, psychology. We're looking at S&C and we're looking at just staying engaged, as I said previously. We're absolutely there for all our members. We'll facilitate everything we can. We want to keep our whole swimming family together, working as one team in this and come out fitter and stronger than ever before. And that, I guess, is the key point that when we are ready to go again, you need to be in that position that the launch pad is is ready to take off. That's absolutely right. And that's why we are still working with our operators and our facility owners who are also going through a really tough and dreadful time now to work out how we we can make sure that the pools are ready to be reopened. We work with our facilities team to help guide them on how they can successfully bring it back up again and how we can then get the timetables right to allow everybody to get back into the water. We understand that it's an incredibly tough time for everyone and for a lot of people involved in our clubs, um, you know, they will have other worries, other concerns going on over and above swimming and, and our aquatic sports. We really get that. Um, At the same time, 
we want to make sure that we've got a great sport ready to come back to. And clearly there's going to have to be compromise. Clearly there's going to be some challenges with it. Um, but working together, I think we can make sure that we get all of our great aquatic sports. So swimming, para swimming, diving, water polo and artistic swimming back in a place where we're ready to go and ready to get a load of athletes in the water enjoying themselves again. It's a great sport and we're missing it terribly. And I'm sure that's not as much as our actual participants because that's what they do on a daily basis. But we're there to try and keep people fit and healthy and ready to go when we can do. For more information, please go to the website at swimming.org or follow Swim England across all its social media platforms. Thank you for this opportunity and just reassure everybody in the world of swimming that we're there for them and we're all in this together and to stay safe. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.